guys, welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and we don't have a specific list of things to go over today. I just wanted to give you all a personal update of what's happening in my life, especially for those who are supporters, and what you can expect this summer. Uh, I know that I didn't put a podcast out for Monday or Tuesday, and I, I may skip another day or two this week, and so I just want to let you know why that is and kind of what's going on that, that led to that. Uh, and um, kind of give you uh, a peek at other things that I'm going to be doing this year because there's going to be big projects that I'm involved with that may end up taking a little bit away from the podcast. We'll see. I try my best to keep the podcast going, uh, maintain it as much as I can, but there might be weeks it's two or three episodes instead of uh, you know five or six. Um, so I wanted to let you know first, though, the weekend and what happened and uh, really how grateful I am for all of you. I was able to fly to a church Southern Baptist Church that needed uh, cons- consultation, education about what's happening in the Southern Baptist Convention, and I really, I really gave them a lot of information very fast. So if someone was not initiated, man, they got thrown into the deep end. I would say, uh, which might be a good thing. Uh, we need, um, I think, more of this, and doesn't have to come from me, but we need laymen who are willing to educate themselves on what's happening in their denominations, whether it's SBC, PCA, Lutheran, whatever and then make decisions about what that means for their church. Should they stay? Should they leave? Is there a way to hold the denomination accountable? Uh, So these are the kinds of questions that uh, this particular church was asking, and hopefully um, my presence there, I'm sure it it helped to some extent. I I think that um, uh, this is something, though, that a lot of churches are wrestling with more and more and more, and uh, it's because of your generosity, honestly, and support and prayers and everything uh, that, that many of you in this audience have done that I'm able to do this kind of thing, to go to a church and, and help them navigate this to some extent. So I had a wonderful time. One, one of the things I realized, though, is I'm not uh, perhaps as able to recover from traveling as perhaps maybe I used to be. And I had an interesting episode on Sunday. This is part of the reason I haven't done podcasts as much this week. I took a nap because I was tired when I got home and I woke up from the nap and I had severe chest pain. Every time I take a deep breath, when I stood up, it, every time my heart beat, I had chest pain and I was looking it up online and um, I happened to have a mom who um, is a nurse uh, and so I was able to uh, ask her about it and um, ruled out you know, some of the more serious things, but we thought, we kind of came to the conclusion it was probably stress. And after a full night's sleep, I was 50% better, uh, two full night's sleeps, and I was 100%. So I don't know if it was stress or what, but I'm, I'm realizing that I have to be careful uh, how much time I devote to things that um, can, can be stressful, not just because of the work involved, but because of the content itself. Uh, let me give you an example. I, I put on my, my Patreon uh, account uh, for those who are fi- financial, regular financial contributors to this particular podcast and to some of the other work that I do, uh, whether that's documentary stuff or uh, writing or consultation. Uh, a lot of those people um, are, they do it through Patreon. And so I will put private updates on Patreon for supporters. And so one of the things I had asked, I remember two months ago maybe, was uh, I gave a book list and I, I was wondering if people could help me look through some of these books because I can't read all the books that are out there that people want me to review. And, uh, and, and in most cases, people who um, started, said, sure, I can help, started to read one of these books. In most cases, I got an email back saying, John, like I'm into this book. I just can't take it. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't 
finish this book and I totally understand it, but it made me realize the information, it's like reading the Book of Mormon or reading something that's erroneous, that's just lies. It, it, and, and not just lies, but just spiteful lies. It weighs on you. It really does. And I, and I realized if I live in that, if I'm constantly reading error and living in error, then uh, it, it really takes a toll that sometimes I'm, because I'm so used to it, I don't see it. And so I'm taking some inventory of what I put my mind on and, uh, and how much time I devote to error. And then, um, and then also just, um, you know, how much, how much travel I do, how much, how many long hours I put in all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to, to put some guardrails up just so I can keep doing this. Cause that's the goal. I, I want to just keep, be able to be a resource for all of you, uh, but to do so in a responsible way. So that's part of the reason that I didn't put out po a podcast Monday or Tuesday, and I may skip another day or two this week. We'll see. Uh, but I am keeping myself busy. I have a lot of around the house projects that I've had to do, things that have been on the back burner, like uh, changing out all um, the uh, burners on our oven, converting them from natural gas to propane. I did that on Monday, uh, and that I've had to do that for a while. And so there's a lot of little projects like that that I've been um, doing, a lot of yard work. We have um, a lot of renovations that need to happen, uh, not because of desire but because of necessity unfortunately and so i've been slowly working on those and i'll probably uh, work on putting in some floors upstairs tonight which believe it or not to me that can actually be relaxing <laughs> it's a it's a break from the mental stuff uh, and i used to be a repairman for years and so um, doing work with my hands seeing a, a project finished i love it i love seeing that and so it, it, there's um I, I never thought though that I would see that as like a relaxing thing when it's my full-time job, but when when I can uh, take a break from the mental stuff and work on that, then it, it is a blessing. So I, I've been doing some of that stuff and enjoying the beautiful weather we have right now in upstate New York, just absolutely gorgeous. Went on a nice uh, walk with my wife last night and another, uh, uh, I went on a little run today and um, it's just spectacular out there. And um, those things are necessary, by the way. This is um, hopefully a reminder to all of you out there, you know, take some time for uh, mental and, and it's connected physical uh, exercise and health. And, um, you know, we need we're, we're creatures who are mental, who are spiritual, uh, who are also physical. And we need to make sure that all those things are uh, <clears throat> that we're responsible for them. So anyway, I'm, I'm learning some of that stuff by hitting brick walls <laughs> and realizing I can't do as much as I thought um, I when I was. Um, doing some of the cleaning and, and just projects and things in the house, I was cleaning out my desk and I came across a pile of letters because I keep letters that I receive. I throw out all kinds of things, but I keep letters. And it was letters from all of you out there, people who have sent me uh, things uh, to encourage me, just notes about your story and, and how the podcast has helped you. And I, I really realized in that moment how much this podcast has helped so many of you and, and it means a lot to me honestly and it means a lot I, I think it means a lot to the lord i think he he had me here for such a time as this he had you where he wants you for such a time as this and uh, i think the lord's using the weak things to shame the strong i would consider myself one of the weak things I'm, I'm not someone with a lot of money behind what i'm doing there's no corporation or even big ministry or uh, anything i i never planned this i wasn't looking for a platform i'm still not i'm just 
uh, really just trying to be open to wherever the Lord leads and wherever I can be of assistance and help in explaining what's happening, I'll do that. And so explaining social justice to people, explaining the, the errors, the problems, the who, uh, who's who of the movement, the how these errors can get into your church, uh, that's been um, hard in some ways, but it's been a blessing in, in many ways. And I know thousands of you have been impacted by this particular podcast, and, and things would look different if it wasn't for this podcast. I don't know how different, but they would look different. Uh, the Lord um, uses the weak things, and it's not just me. There's many others he's used as well, and so I'm just grateful for that, and I thank you for your support, and it, it's just, it was touching to be able to look back on, on those uh, letters, and so um, just wanted to thank you, That and there's so much more to do. I, I'm uh, invigorated. I am motivated. I realize uh, this isn't over. Even though th this whole battle's changing in a way, it's not over. Uh, and so the dust hasn't settled and we are, uh, we're going full bore. We're going to be uh, doing some other projects, which I'll talk about uh, this summer. I wanted to um, mention that over the weekend, I had the opportunity to finally watch 2000 Mules, which is a documentary that Dinesh D'Souza put out. And I've watched some of his work in the past, uh, some of the stuff that I, I've thought was was decent, it was okay. Some of his stuff, that, some of his document, I think the last one, if I'm not mistaken, it was Hillary's America. I, I, I know many of you probably liked that one, which is fine. I, I did not like that one from a historical standpoint. I just thought it was pretty shoddy in the research. And I, I remember talking to Judd Saul, the director of Enemies Within the Church, about this, and I just... Uh, he, he asked me uh, what I thought of Dinesh D'Souza's stuff. And I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to watch much Dinesh D'Souza stuff anymore. I just thought, you know, his, whatever research he's doing, it's just, it's not, it, it's not the standard that I'd like to see. Well, then I saw this last documentary. And it, when I first saw that he had made a documentary, I thought like, eh, I've, I've done a lot of the research on the stop the steal stuff and the election integrity and, uh, and of course, I knew that the issue he talks about, the, the mules, they call them, but these uh, ballot harvesters, um, I knew that that was going on. What I did not know, though, is that there was an organization that had been uh, monitoring uh, cell phone data, essentially, and tracking these mules and has very specific, specific information about where these people went, what they did, um, even in states in which by law they should be monitoring some of these drop boxes and they did not, they still have information. And I was blown away and I thought, you know what, Dinesh D'Souza, good job, <laughs> really good job. Uh, now, I, I will say this, it's not really, a, I don't, it is a documentary, but it's not what I think of when I think of a documentary. It's, it's something, but it's like a hybrid. It's something between a documentary and almost like an extended podcast, which I think part of the purpose was to also kind of advertise Salem Media. I don't really know, but there was a bunch of people in the documentary that were Salem radio hosts. And uh, you can actually stream it through Salem. You can also, I think there's another place. Um, but if you just do go on a search engine, type in Dinesh D'Souza, 2000 Mules, it'll, it'll come up the places you can uh, watch it. And I, that's where I did. I think I paid $30 to watch it um, uh, on one of the links provided on the website. And uh, I think it was locals. I think it was locals.com. And um, I, I think it's really great information and, and certainly shows and, and proves really um, that it is very, very 
uh, possible, if not probable, um, that the election was rigged and, and Donald Trump should have won every single swing state. If you just take into account the information provided in this particular documentary, and we know that this isn't even the only uh, way in which that cheating was happening in the election. But even if you just take off the table this one tool that the Democrats had, uh, Donald Trump wins. And it's sobering. And I, I, th I was wondering at the end, what's there going to be the kind of call to action? And it was, well, get involved and vote. And which is a little ironic, but I think that's really all you can do uh, with this current set of circumstances before us. You have to you, you can't um, stop voting because you still your, your vote does matter, even though it matters less. It does matter. And I think the bigger thing, though, is to get involved, to run for local office, to run for with being uh, with the election board. Um, and as much as you possibly can, that's what you have to do. And if you can't do it in your area, I guess move to an area you can do. It. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't see what all the answers are. A prayer is certainly part of this. But uh, we have a massive problem, and that's one of them. And I, I, I'm I'm red pilled to the point. They I think they call it black pilled uh, on elections at this point, uh, especially in key cities and swing states. But um, but we can't give up. We this stuff is now being exposed, and I think Dinesh D'Souza is probably now exposed it more uh, than anyone else at this point with this particular um, documentary. And so I uh, just wanted to recommend that to you. And please, if you're gonna watch it, please go and pay to watch it. I would just encourage you. I know that there's free versions of this going around. Uh, people sent me some of those. Uh, it's it's a documentary about stealing an election. We don't want to steal the documentary about stealing the election. So. I uh, would recommend it. Um, now, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about just uh, some of the things going on this summer that you can expect. I'm doing a number of documentary film projects. One of them is next week. I'm going to be flying out to Colorado, and um, it's actually my wife and my anniversary. So we're going to spend uh, two days uh, or three, two and a half days, three days, something like that in, in Colorado. Uh, but then I'm driving to Nebraska, and I'm going to be doing some uh, film work for a documentary on the Holdman Mennonites, uh, who are a uh, group of um, uh, Mennonites who are, let's just say they're not Orthodox. Uh, there are Orthodox Mennonites, and I've even spoken at churches where there's Orthodox Mennonites, but these are not Orthodox in their theology. And uh, it, it's really a cult. And so um, this has been something that uh, we've been talking about, a pastor out there and myself for months, and uh, this is the um, actually a very generous uh, donor uh, has supplied the resources that we would need to film it and edit it and all of that. And so I'm going to be going out there doing the filming. So you can pray for me. I'm not really always the best around the cameras. Uh, I'm getting better. And usually I have an assistant. So this is my second time uh, doing this without any assistance. So I'm uh, renting a bunch of equipment in Denver and then uh, using that, but uh, it's it's going to be uh, good. It's going to be helpful. Again, this is I'm always trying to think practically. How how can the things that I'm involved with actually help real tangible people? And there are communities, even if it's not your community, there's communities <clears throat> uh, where sometimes you know that's that's the major group of people on your back doorstep who don't know the Lord, and they're very insular, and it's hard to reach them. And this is one of the ways that we can reach them. We and we talked about. Uh, with with someone who is um, from that particular group, you know, what's the best way to reach these people? And I said, well, YouTube, 
you know, they're not supposed to be looking at YouTube, but that's what they do. But, you know, they wouldn't talk to you in public. So uh, I thought that was good. And so um, anyway, well, they, and, and I should qualify. It's it, not like they're unfriendly, but it's they won't talk to you in public if if, if you're if you've left. You know, they're not going to be open to you witnessing to them, let's just say. Uh, they'll be more open to watching something on YouTube. So that's one of the things. There's a number of other things. 1607 Project is uh, still happening. And uh, I'm gonna have more details for you on that. Uh, that's gonna that's the answer to the 1619 project, and it's a better answer than anything else I've seen. Uh, certainly better than I think there was one called 1620. There was one called 1776. This is this is gonna be the one. So uh, that's something that I've been working on, uh, and a number of short uh, videos on uh, various things as well, historical things mostly. Uh, there's a secret project uh, that I can't really share details on, but it is uh, for those who are involved with social justice in the church. It's going to be really, really big. Um, haven't filmed it yet, but uh, stay tuned. And uh, there's just, man, there's so much. I'm, I'm flooding. I'm having uh, a lot of information flood to my mind. I'm trying to think uh, what else. Um, a lot of writing stuff that I want to be involved with. Uh, I've um, written probably half the chapter that I want to put into another uh, third book on social justice. And this one's just on the Southern Baptist Convention, this particular chapter. But there's going to be a number of essays, basically, or chapters on different things that I didn't really write about in, some, in the other two books. So that's happening. Uh, still need to put out a study guide for Christianity and social justice. I, I have not forgotten about that. And... Um, yeah, and then uh, one of the things I'm, I'm hoping this is this is a long shot, but this summer my grandfather actually is going to be turning a hundred in September, and I'd like to. I have all his old letters from World War II, and I would like to um, put a book together of just his story in the war. I already have the first chapter, and I just need to expand beyond that. So it's it's a matter of taking his letters and transcribing and. Then um, and then writing, but uh, anyway, that's another thing that I've been involved with, uh, and I want to be involved with more this summer. So as you can see, I got a full plate. That's in addition to just church stuff and uh, being a good husband, and um, you know all, all all the rest of normal course of life things. But uh, I just want to thank you for all your support, all of those out there, those who pray for what I'm doing, uh, those who have been just engaged, who have. Um, you know, help financially or just even send an encouraging note, you know, it means a lot. It really does. And so I just want to thank all of you for that. Uh, last um, but not least, I wanted to mention, I've been reading through the book of Judges. In fact, I listened to it on audio uh, two days ago, the whole book. And one of the things I'm realizing is that, you know, things change, but they stay the same. And one of the things you see in Judges is corruption, uh, weak men, cowardice, all the things we're dealing with today, uh, in a way, and and this was happening back then. This was happening uh, to God's people, and, and his, Israel's history is kind of up and down and up and down, and yet God is never leaving himself without a witness. You have Gideon, you have even evil men like Samson, I mean, selfish people that God will even use for short periods of time, and that's one of the things that I've, I've realized is God uses weak people. He equips the cult and I want you to think in your own life, you know, what has he called you to? Uh, and and what, what kinds of things maybe have you been putting off that you should be doing? Or what kinds of responsibilities ought you to be taking that you just thought, you know what, I'm not worthy or I'm not. What, what do you think Gideon was? <laughs> you know, mighty warrior, what? Uh, 
the Lord is going to be the one to equip you. And so I just want to encourage all, everyone out there that just because your institutions have failed you, it doesn't mean God's still left without a witness. He's going to use the weak to shame the strong. And he's always been doing that. And he's going to continue to do that, even in times of darkness and corruption and idolatry, which we all live in right now. We all live in this. So that's a little update for you all. More is going to be coming. I know that uh, we had this mass shooting happened in the grocery store in Buffalo uh, not long ago. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit and how that's being interpreted. Uh, I was disturbed a little this morning when I turned on even conservative talk radio to see the, the spin that they're even putting on this. It's, um, uh, it's so tragic. It's so sad. It's so evil. Um, and yet, I, I think if I could boil down the concern that I have, it's that personal responsibility is is got to be the biggest thing that we're looking to. And it doesn't mean that there aren't contributing factors, but the attempt right now is to blame something beyond the shooter. Almost like it wasn't quite his fault. It, you know, um, white supremacy <laughs> or Fox News, apparently. Uh, Fox News, right, went and shot up a, a grocery store. Um, the thing is, and, and I understand uh, that there can be motivating factors. Uh, in fact, I, I've said that about the left, about specifically communists, because in their scheme, it lends itself to, by any means necessary, uh, things like stealing and murder and lying become all of a sudden acceptable. And so um, it's fine to go loot and to murder and to <clears throat> do all kinds of things if it's in the name of the revolution. And that's one of the dangerous things about that ideology is it, when people are under that spell in a way, uh, or where they just adopt that ideology, they'll do some of those things. Uh, conservative, traditional paleoconservative, American conservative ideology has never been about that. In fact, it's about keeping the moral standards intact. So lying is bad, stealing is bad. I mean, these are the things that we're fighting against. Murder is wrong. Uh, so I haven't looked into deeply what motivated the shooter. I know what people are saying out there. I haven't read whatever this supposed manifesto is, if, if it even is a manifesto. But I want to just remember something in all this, whether or not there was uh, there were demons involved or there were uh, really crazy um, political ideologues involved uh, or... I don't, I don't think I even want to use the word crazy, but just evil political ideologues who thought that that would somehow move the needle in a particular direction. At the end of the day, you have an individual who made a decision to do something very evil, a foolish decision, an evil decision. And I don't want to, I don't want to diminish that. We're responsible for the evil choices we make. So I might talk about it. I'm not sure. I've already talked about it now, haven't I? Uh, I know the abortion stuff is still, uh, man, I, I need to do an episode on the evangelical industrial complex and how they've reacted to the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade because it's just, it's interesting. The silence and then even the, some, even like, uh, I think Kristen Dumez was one. Uh, there was... Who else? There, there were there were two evangelical quote unquote evangelical leaders who were spouting off pro choice stuff. There were others though who were just giving this third way stuff. It, it's so weird to me because I thought 
surely even those who are on the left in evangelicalism would all rejoice. And I'm not seeing that. Uh, the Grove City College stuff is happening uh, too, where you have the board of the college has doubled down and said, we're going to stick with uh, the, this committee that did the investigation into critical race theory at the university, they, they've uh, accepted that particular, those recommendations and that particular report. This doesn't mean that things are changing right now. We, again, we have to wait. Time will tell whether or not Grove City will correct the course that they're on. But it is really bringing out some nasty politics at the college uh, and, and outside pressure. I mean, Jamar, Jamar Tisby, you know, this guy, um, to me, and it's not just him, it's so characteristic of the people on the critical race theory train. They are, they, they talk a lot about racial reconciliation and they are the most irreconcilable people I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, they, there's no olive branch. There is no um, ability, it seems like, to, they're, they're just angry all the time. It just, uh, um, that, that's the impression I get. It's just lots of anger. Um, I don't know how you reconcile with someone who has that posture towards you, but uh, there's just a lot of vitriol and anger against the um, board at Grove City College, and it's it's tragic to me to see this. Uh, I hope they really get tough and, and fire even some of these professors that are just giving them all, all kinds of trouble because it's just, that's terrible. Uh, it's and, and, it, and it's more just on principle here. I mean, it, it's it's wrong. <laughs> the critical race theory stuff is wrong, period. If you support that, you work here, well, not anymore. You shouldn't work here. And guess what? There's like 99% of institutions are going to open their arms to you because they all believe that. We're like one of the unique ones that we're not. We're trying not to believe that and go down that road. So anyway, um, the other thing that I saw too was the Southern Baptist Convention's numbers are just tanking. And I might do an episode on that. Uh, so those are some things you can expect. I still, there's other episodes in the back burner that I need to bring to the, the fore, but... Uh, just pray for me uh, that I would be able to accomplish a lot of things that uh, God has in front of me. And, um, and I appreciate that. I appreciate your prayers, appreciate your support. And um, just want to give you a little bit of an update on kind of what I'm doing, what's going on out there. And hope that was helpful for some of you. Uh, God bless. And uh, like I said, more coming. Bye now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.